And I'll tell you guys since we're, since we're all friends. Every character I write has a piece of me in them. Hi, I'm Lee Bardugo. You're listening to The Grisha Cast. Welcome to Grisha Cast, episode 109. In this episode, we will be discussing the short story Ayama and the Thornwood from the Language of Thorns. This is your host, Eric. And I'm Terry from Nashville, Tennessee. This is your podcast for all things Grishaverse. A world created by someone that we dearly love and consider a friend. Lee Bardugo. Moisavieni casters. Hello, hello. Hi. We have some listener cities. Of course we do. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> uh, first we have the door of Germany. Yay. And then we're going to Porto Alegre, Brazil. Woo! Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And I did say that correctly, by the way. Yay. Though, yeah. So we did our research. We sure did. <laughs> yeah. So we are happy to be back. <laughs> the next week. <laughs> the very next week. Coming at you again. We sure are. <laughs> and yeah, starting a whole new book. And Chris is saying say, things <laughs> and making me laugh. Yeah. I can he, hear him in my ear saying things that I'm saying. Christopher, you're going to need to start like tapping in here, you know, so the listeners can hear you, okay? <laughs> because we just sound crazy. It's like that game where you like, <laughs> you're trying to mimic the other person. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Well, I, I came in the last episode, so. Whew. So you can't come in every episode. Is that what we're saying? Exactly. I've got a lot of buttons to push. You do have a lot of buttons to push. You do. But hi, listeners. Thanks for coming back this week. Yeah. <laughs> he is there. We hear him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah came we, in hot. He came in hot. Yeah. <laughs> like a wrecking ball. Ooh. Did you catch that? When they did that in Bridgerton? Yes. Yeah. They picked, mostly that was the because, last song. Mostly because I have the subtitles on. Oh. So it'll say, it'll That's say, awesome. uh, Wrecking Ball in classical style. That's really funny. <laughs> like once you turn... Uh, subtitles on, you'll never turn them off again. Like, that's the problem. Then you start getting really mm-hmm. reliant on those sayings. But um, but there were several songs. Like, every episode had yeah. a modern song in it. So it was kind of cool to have the the subtitles on, and it would tell you what the song was. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, that is that song. Yeah, because I sat there the majority of the time being like, I know the song, mm-hmm. but I can't figure out what it was. They did Material Girl. Yes, I heard yeah. I, that one I figured out. Wrecking Ball, I was really proud of mm-hmm. myself to figure out, to be honest. It was actually really good. I loved it. Yeah. Um, and the timing for that song, too, was really good. I thought yes. it was great that they... So, Terry and I have already finished the second season of Bridgerton. Yeah, so we're, we won't spoil it or anything. We're not, but we're going to talk about it because it's great. Um, yes. And, yeah, so I came up Friday. You probably finished it before me, but I did fin- I finished the very last episode Sunday night. I watched it all in one go. On oh. a Saturday, I stayed in bed. Oh, <laughs> it was so good. I loved it. For the most part, yes. I I enjoy, like, it is so not historically accurate. Oh, yeah, but, but like, I love that. to just watch, uh, like, the colors mm-hmm. and the costuming and, um, like, all of that is really fun. I agree. I think the things that are pretty much, make it historically not accurate is the parts that I really enjoy watching just because it's really pretty to watch. Yes, it is very beautiful. And um, I was told the books were like infinitely better. Really? Um, I mean, it's, it's always how it goes. Well, but, yeah. But yes, um, I was told that, uh, hmm. like Rachel told me that the, the books were so much better. Okay. Well, I'll have to try it. I was... um. I wanted to. I think there it's I think it's like a whole long like series of like yeah. smaller books. So, yeah. Okay. So, do you I think I like the second season better than the first. I don't know. It's hard to decide, but I think I really did. I really liked it. I was really proud. There was a moment in the very last episode where there's that character that the mom that I really don't that you don't really like for a while. She's the mother of, um, you know, oh gosh, 
I know. I'm horrible with names. Um, okay. Miss Whisper, whatever. What's the person? Yeah, I know. Please. I'm just letting. No, don't. Please help. Okay, I'll look it up. What are their names? It's not the Bridgerton family. It's right. oh, the Feathertons. Yes, I got it. Okay, Miss Featherton or Featherington. 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 There we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Add that extra little. Okay, Miss Featherington. Uh-huh. I really don't like that much. However, that last episode when she gets all like, mm-mm-mm, yes. she has this line that I've never heard someone say that they're a mother and have that much power in it. Like it's just like you know she says. I'm a mom. It's just, and she doesn't say it like that, but yeah, it's so good. I was like, yes, ma'am, work. I don't normally like you, but I do now. I did. I thought that was a really cool moment. Yes. Um, it surprised me. It was, she had a, she had a nice like character arc where like she's a, she's an antagonist through a lot of the yeah. series, but then at the end there, you're like, all right, okay. It's a cool surprise. <laughs> yeah. It really was, and I think it's interesting to see Penelope's growth. My, who do you have? Who's your favorite character? Mine's Eloise. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I love. Yeah. Um, I don't know honestly. Mm. I like. Okay. I do like the um, the uh, dressmaker. Hmm. I mean, other than like I have a crush on her because she's beautiful. She's but gorgeous. She has a she has a fun character. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say because I there's not one character that I just like absolutely love. I I kind of like um, the middle son. The one that's artsy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The middle son. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I do. Eh. T- they're all great characters and they do a fantastic job mm-hmm. and it's. It's a beautifully written show. So did you know that, like, that the guy that we were missing from this season, like, quit after the first season? I had to look that up because I was like, where is Uh he? The one that everybody fell in love with because he's so pretty. And then, like, so do you know more? Because, I mean, like, I feel like this, I've never seen him before. This has to be, like, probably one of his hit shows. And then, like, he quits? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened. I'm sure I'm sure people listening ha- have the answers and they're like, come yeah. on. But I we don't, don't. <laughs> because I, I just don't follow those things. I just heard that he quit like right after the series yeah. aired on Netflix. It was like, yeah, he's out. Which I think is interesting because like I'm for some reason, I feel like the second season was probably going to continue with their story, and I think the writers had to go a different direction. And I give them props because they did a fantastic yeah. job. Like, it really is good. So, yeah. okay, well, this is not Bridgerton cast, so. <laughs> but you know, we we talk about things, and I was saying before, like this season of Outlander is. Uh, Ooh. Oh, it's so good. Is it? It's it's quickly becoming my favorite one because it is like spot on that to the books okay because they Good. were tr- they were going on left field and it really started to irritate me i didn't even finish last season because i was so aggravated um but i was like all right um actually diana gabaldon was saying something on facebook about it and then a friend of mine said that it was very close to the books and i was like all right fine <laughs> i will go try it again and it's amazing good I yes. actually, it broke my heart when I started hearing you talk about how where the seasons like where it just started losing you yeah. and that you weren't watching it. I was like, that's so sad. I feel so bad because like I know how much you love that. So it's, I'm glad to hear that. Like, so you didn't finish those other bad seasons. Did I you just, did. Oh, I you finished did. it okay. up. Um, the the ending of season five was very heartbreaking and I knew that's that scene was coming. So oh. like, that was another reason why I was like, all right, I don't really necessarily need to see it. Um, mm. but I did, I finished it. Um, and, but this season is just, it is, it's amazing. Oh, good. It's, oh, it's so good. Okay. Well, I still have to finish it. I'm still slowly watching it, but I'm not like completely, I'm not going to do what I did last time, which is stop forever and then have to rewatch the entire show so I can remember stuff. But uh, Young Ian, who is one of my favorite characters from the books, is getting his due in this season. 
Um, they're telling his backstory and everything. Uh-huh. Um, and he is actually a queer actor. He's done. He's doing some um, acting, I think, on Broadway and in another movie or something. But he's he um, he's a queer actor, and I feel like we should try to get him on. We should, Chris. <laughs> jot down that note. <laughs> but um, but I I thoroughly enjoy his character, and he's doing a great job with it. So it makes me very happy. That's awesome. Side note. <laughs> well, I'm. I'm glad to hear it. it yes. Because I'm glad you're enjoying it because that really did. I'm not even kidding. That really broke my heart when you were saying like, it I just broke don't my heart. I know it had to. <laughs> so. Yeah. So you were going on date night last yes. week. How was that? Okay. It was fantastic. And I just have to say to those of you out there, if you have an immersive Van Gogh exhibit that you can go to, because I know they're around the country. It is so worth every dollar, cent, penny. It travels, doesn't it? Like, doesn't it? I believe so. However, when I was looking at the one that is here, I they've got to be there for a very long time. Because, yeah. like, I can't imagine them putting this amount, like, the amount of money that they had to spend on the one in Nashville. Like, I mean, this building, like, I mean, it's designed for them. They... You can tell there's, like, all these, like, sculptures outside that are, like, just Van Gogh stuff. Hmm. I can't imagine that it's going to be leaving soon. Um, It would surprise me a lot. Um, Just because also when I was looking inside the exhibit itself, I can't imagine what else they would do there. Like, seriously, I have no clue what you would do with that space. Um, So do you know what it is? Do you know how it works? Like, what what you're going if you go to the immersive van Gogh, like i'm sure you've i have seen an big, idea but okay. i'm sure like you could probably explain it to everybody like all the listeners and everything not well <laughs> i can't <laughs> i um I it's real- a lot of like projectors and things right correct it's just the only way i can figure out how to explain it is that we you go into a room with a lot of other people um however Imagine that you've got this, like, movie that's going on, but it's completely, like, encircles you. So, I mean, to watch all of it, you need to kind of be watching. And, however, this is set up, like, I mean, this is, so it's not, there's no talking. There are songs that go along with it, but the person that created this, I wish I knew his name, um, but... It's to show you not just Van Gogh's art, but through Van Gogh's eyes, him creating what he created. And that is done very well. It's so cool. I think if this is what art is going to become, I'm really excited because it's definitely a way to get people that don't enjoy art into it because this is, it's really neat. I was, I was really impressed and I would do it again. Ooh. I hit the mic. Um, but they, I, I heard they kind of like show like brush strokes yeah. and like things like that as it goes along. Cool. Yeah, you don't see a brush, right. but there are things like, and the music that they've put along with it is incredible. And it was really neat. Chris and I actually, um, we, I think we did good. We, um, so there's two rooms that you could be in. I wish people were walking around more. Um, however, People mostly are sitting and just watching. Right. And yeah. I enjoyed that. Like I I'm when we first walked into the first room though, I was very confused because there were just all these people lined up sitting on the floor, lined up in this one row, and then they were all staring at the wall to the right. Well, luckily, like we saw that there was the other room and we walked in and that was a bigger space. And um there was actually this like little um it was just like a place that we could actually sit right in the middle. It was perfect. Um, it was like this little bench, mm-hmm. and we sat like with our backs to each other, and like I watched. It was so cool. I know. I don't oh. want to ruin it. It was just like, it is phenomenal, and you learn a lot. Um, I think maybe me being like someone that l- I love art and trying to like, I wish I could like paint well. I enjoy painting. I'm not the best painter at all because I I just enjoy doing it. It's just, it's so incredible. So even, I just saw that people that wouldn't even care about art would enjoy watching this just for the fact that it's cool. I want to add to, I I know last week I promised our listeners that I would sleep through it, but 
I absolutely could not because the music was was really loud, which was great. But the entire <laughs> place was was very impressive. If like Eric said, if you have an opportunity to go to one, check it out because I'm I'm a techie nerd and the fact that they had this seamless video projected, you know, 360 on these walls and the floor. Yeah. Uh, there were there were points where you felt like you're in an elevator because the entire video was moving, ah. panning up <laughs> or panning down. And I just, I, you know, I kind of was taking it in and I'm like, wow, I feel like we're we're flowing, you know, down through the ground. And actually there was a place where there was grass and it looked like you were kind of sticking your head up through the grass. It was really impressive. I got dizzy a couple of times because it was, when they say immersive, they are absolutely not kidding. The the floor, the walls um, are just completely surrounded. And so you were literally like inside of his mind. It was it was really impressive. And from a from a techie standpoint, it was absolutely fantastic. Well Yeah. And I did like I mean, and you I think it's awesome. Starry Night is like probably it's a very famous painting, is the last one you get to be a part of. And that's really cool to see. And they do an incredible job with it. I love the music that they use with that. But um, anyways, we I want to go back. Like, I really do. Um, and just let you know, like, even if your ticket says you can only be there for an hour, at least if you're in the Nashville one, they are not checking that stuff. Like, I think you could probably go in at, like, lunchtime, and they would never know that you came out past dinner. Like, <laughs> you could probably sit in there forever. It's dark. They can't, yeah. like, check stuff. But it's really cool. So, But, did, but you guys had a good time together. Yeah, a date. I was really happy that I got to experience it with Chris. Oh. Yeah, did the- you kiss on your date? We don't kiss and tell. <laughs> Just- <laughs> Ooh, good job. <laughs> However, I do love experiencing things like like new things with Chris. Like, and that's something that was like just amazing. Oh, that Aww. was absolutely new. It was, Aww, and cute. Yeah, I hope that this is seriously where art is going, though, because that's. I can't wait to, if other people start creating other artists like this, that's going to be really neat. So, okay. I would imagine when that, when that exhibit is finished, the way that they've done this space, they will have to bring in another exhibit. I mean, it only makes sense because that's about all you can do with this. You, you couldn't, because it's 360, you really couldn't play a, a film. So I, I think if, yeah. if they were smart, whoever owns this place is going to start, you know, let's, let's do Monet and let's start you know, that's the art exhibit. I think hopefully they'll just rotate art exhibits through that way. But they have to have people create that, though. Like, that took so long to do because I was reading somewhere that's like, I don't even know how many projectors. It's like thousands of projectors that are being used during this, like, exhibit. And Well, I only counted, like, eight. But um, <laughs> the the from the ceiling, they project, for social distancing, they project circles. And it looks like they had more projectors doing circles on the floor than they did. Is on that the wall. what that was for? Yeah, the circles are <laughs> for social distancing. I thought it was just a nice place to say, "Hey, here's a good place for you to sit." You so thought you it was cute everything. that our bench was surrounded by a circle. I thought it was just them saying, "Here's a good place to sit." Well, here's another one. Yeah. It is. Here's a good place to sit, six feet away from the other I person. Recognize that? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hmm. I thought the circles were just to help us. Like, I, I, I mean, they were, but okay, cool. Hey, that was neat. Okay. So, I know. Chris is losing it. He loved my husband. So I you, love your husband, too. So, you have a trip coming up. I do. So, we'll be able to check in with you next week to see what that's like, because you're going to see your favorite band, right? So, yes, one of my like, okay, so I'm sure it's the same with everybody. Like, you get obsessed with a certain band. So, like, my current obsessed band (laughs) um, is playing two hours away in one city on Thursday night, and then two hours away (laughs) from that city. So, like, Huntsville and then Chattanooga uh, the night, the next night. So, I'm going to play Old Groupie. And follow the band from one city to the next for two days. So I'm I'm looking forward to it because you know, like when you go to a show and you're like, "Oh, dang, that was so cool! I wish it could that would last forever." And I got a, the next one to look forward to. So yeah, I'm I'm actually really excited. My brother's going with me. Aww. He's the only other human in this world that I know of that has my same music taste. So mm. we go to shows together because it's hard to find other people that. Enjoy the same type of music. Uh, so, and then because I like small bands, 
I like fans that don't have a big fan base. Yeah. Um, I, but I have a really bad habit of picking really great bands and they that become more popular. Yeah. Um, so like I'll follow a band for years and every time I go see them, you know, the crowd grows more and more and I'm like, dang it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. But like this band is really cool because he always, the lead singer always hangs out before and after the show. And um, I've talked to him many times before and um, I'm excited because I just, I was telling you, I think I figured out one of the songs. Yeah. Like what? Because he, he writes songs about weird things. Um, and so I think I figured one out and I can't wait to ask him about it on Thursday. Like, hey, excuse me, Jack. Well, that is exciting. You're, I know. I can't. Excited. Oh, and his name's Jack. I love that name. Uh, it is a cute name. It is. Yes. Well, make sure to tune in next week when we find out how her trip went. Because that's yeah. going to be fantastic. If we, get a, if we get selfies with the band or anything, I'll have Eric put it on Instagram yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah we'll you guys put, should put, do you have any pictures from Van Gogh to put up? So, Chris. Let me, first, we took yeah. a picture on the way in. Um, mm-hmm. That was a really neat Van Gogh quote on the wall, but... When we got in there, we saw a bunch of young people who spent the entire time like on their phone taking pictures to prove they were there that we didn't even pull out our phone because we wanted to experience yeah. it. Like I never thought about taking a picture while we were yeah. in there. Yeah. A lot of people were. And, you know, that's awesome. However, I wanted to just I didn't want to take out my phone because I enjoy experiencing something like that with Chris where like, I don't know, it's just like we get to tell people about it, but I don't need a, I don't want a picture. I want I want people to go and see that. I don't want people to see what it's like. You know, that's part of the surprise. And hey, I'm I'm glad people had fun taking pictures with their friends and being there. It was just something that Chris and I don't really do that often. I always have to take a selfie, like if I go somewhere, because I like to put it in yeah. my Facebook, and then it come up like the next year. Like I like for it to surprise me. Like oh yeah, absolutely. I, so I like to take my little like selfies wherever I go. So there, I mean, there will be pictures from this weekend but if i get like a cool picture with the band or something then i'll i have some from the past but if i have some from this weekend then i'll shoot it over please do so that you can post it and everybody can see me being an old groupie well it's gonna be fun (laughs) i know you're gonna love it i'm very excited i'm i i'm i can't wait until thursday oh well good well we can't wait to hear all about it yay so um okay well you know what we are here for a purpose. And that is... <laughs> to be best friends. That too, obviously. Yes. <laughs> so, best friend cast. Yeah. Uh, yes. We, I'm excited. We're starting Language of Thorns. And mm-hmm. we have to remember, this is Terry's first time reading through it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so we read the first story, which, by the way, if this is your first time we're not going to do a synopsis of it. We're just going to kind of discuss all these different things about it. Um, so we're hoping that you've read the story. If you have not read this and you want to, then stop. Don't listen to the rest of this podcast because we'll spoil it for you. And if you don't care to read it and you just want to hear us babble about it, then Even keep better. on going. Exactly. However, this is definitely one of those books that I definitely will recommend you getting a physical copy. Because of the artwork inside, which is beautiful. Um, however, the Audible is really good, too. Um, well, because it's the same woman. Lauren Fortgain. Uh-huh. I and love her she voice. does a bunch of voices. She does a really good job, too. Um, I, th- I think it's incredible. Yes. Like, you can obviously tell one character from the other as she's going through. Yeah, because Mazil is definitely, definitely Bagra. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yes. From, yeah. 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 So, Ayama and the Thornwood. Um, first off, what did you like? I mean, were you surprised? Did you like this story? It's long. It's it definitely is. one of the longer ones. Uh, yes, I listened to it on Audible instead mm-hmm. of reading it, and uh, <laughs> I have anywhere from like a forty-five minute to an hour commute home. And it took the entire commute. Like, I was in my driveway listening to the last <laughs> couple minutes of it. I was like, goodness. Um, yes, I enjoyed it. I um, thought that it was a perfect story to, like, start us off. Um, obviously, Thornwood 
The thorns. Thorn, yeah. language of thorns. Thornwood is a running theme in the Grisha world. Right. So I thought that was, um, it was a good, like. Opener. Yes, it was a very good opener. And we have to remember, this is a very important thing. This book is considered what the fairy tales or the bedtime stories that were told to our favorite characters from the Grishaverse. They speak about it all the time. Um, we hear, like, Alina speak about um, referencing Nikolai with a too clever fox, and that we'll read that next week. However, like, so I think it's really neat to read these um, because I just can imagine some of our favorite characters actually hearing them. So I... As I was looking stuff up for this, I was somebody had written something about the difference between Language of Thorns and Lives of Saints. I get those mixed up because they both start with an L, and my brain oh. is like, Ugh. um. So they said to think of Lives of Saints as uh, Greek mythology, yeah, and Language of Thorns as Mother Goose, yeah. And I was like, that makes so much more sense. To me now, if you think about it as like Greek mythology. Yeah. Um, yeah, that made more sense to me. Yeah, I agree. There is what, however, there is a story in, there's some stuff in here that I think tells a story that's more, tells more, the more factual parts of a story than what we read in some of the stories in Lives of Saints. Just heads up with that one. All right. I know. You'll see. We'll, we'll get there. Um, However, well, fairy tales have to come from somewhere. So exactly, there you they go. do. Did this? So this reminded me of a couple different fairy tales. Um, I got some Beauty and the Beast vibes. Yes, I got Cinderella. Um, from Ayama's uh, character, like being in the sun right. and being, and then there was a, yeah, they're just different. And um, Arabian Nights. Okay. Arabian Nights is one where uh, a girl tells stories as to not oh. be killed. So, oh yeah, it was very. It was kind of a a mush of a few things. There is, yeah. There's a there's a lot of different kind of. And things. if anybody's ever read, uh, the one what? that I didn't like, uh, Rose and Thorns or. Crown of Rose, or what's that book called that I read and that you haven't read? Um, <laughs> the book I there's have. a whole series. Um, Twilight? No. Oh, <laughs> I haven't read that. No, the the uh, series is like a something of something and something. Oh, um, a chord of yes, a chord. A chord. Just name a cup two nouns. Yes, but there's thorns. It's a chord of something and yes. Yeah. Roses um, and it was very similar. Oh my god, people are gonna hate us because that's a really popular. Please like, don't hate me. I'm sorry, listeners. It's we not know what my you're thing. I didn't. Uh, I sorry. Yeah, people love that. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read it. I, you know, we didn't say there's things that you would not like about things that I like, and exactly. that's just how it goes. It is but true. This story mm-hmm. was kind of along that kind of realm okay. too. But remember, I told you that that book reminded me. Of Beauty and the Beast. It was a very Beauty and the Beast yes. type story. So, um, but yeah, this is kind of along the same. Yeah, I agree. I think it's um, I think it's neat. And I do agree with you on saying like it's definitely a good opener. It really is the more, I didn't think about that until you mentioned it, but it really is a good opener. Mm-hmm. Um, and also what I really appreciate about this story is it really is, it, it, show, it shows us the Grishaverse, you know, I think in a way that like it is like, a kind of fun magical fairy tale, but the end, you know, like, I mean, finding out that like, I mean, they both are monsters. That's kind of, it's just kind of like this gritty, you know, grim fairy tale, I think. And yes. that's what I appreciate about the Grishaverse. And I have theories on that, but we'll, I guess we can get that to, yeah. to where we, when we talk about the, the ending, but yeah, uh, I know. I kind of, yeah. so <laughs> it's, you know, we're just going to do whatever we want. We are, because we barely know what we're doing anyways. This is our show. Yes. <laughs> and we don't know what we're doing. So you know what? <laughs> we will figure it out along the way. We will do what we want. However, we do have a small little outline. We're going to try <laughs> to see if it works. And you know what? If it doesn't, it doesn't. <laughs> and y'all won't know. But it's okay. <laughs> so 
I did find like some I was looking up fairy tale stuff mm-hmm. and like finding out like what some basis like different thing elements of it. So anyways, our my first question for us to kind of answer is like is there a moral lesson in the story? And I know we did that with the lives of saints. However, it ver- I didn't think it really relates to fairy tales, but of course it relates to fairy tales. Like people always like there's always moral lessons in fairy tales, whether they're factual or not. I mean, some are a little bit crazier than others. Some but, are just a fun story, but yeah, I mean, this one has some interesting ones. It's not like easy. I don't think to think. I had to definitely think for a minute. I mean, I there's the whole like you know judging a book by its cover. Exactly. Yep. Kind of theme to it. Yeah, and but that's kind of theme of Beauty and the Beast. It is so, and you know, telling the truth um, is important. Um, and it can, um, the truth shall set you free. It might not, it might be hard, but it's always worth it, Uh I think. Um, and this goes, this is kind of like just the other side of the judge a book by its cover, but like specifically prettiness is not the only thing that needs to define a person. Yeah. I was going to say, um, money and beauty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and let's see, even in hard situations, it's important to try to, look at it from a positive perspective. Um, what I noticed, I got that from, I started to notice this trend in Ayama's thoughts. She was always, like, she doesn't say much really in this book, like in the story. She doesn't talk a lot. She's very quiet and she like speaks, like it's said in there. But if you, when she does speak in her head, the little thing she's, she's always trying to counteract something that she's scared of or like with this positive thought. Um, and I'm trying, hold on, wait, I've got, so before she enters the Thornwood, she thinks, oh, well, well, here's the quote. Well, she thought for, she had learned to keep silent even when alone. At least I do not have to work today and I will see something new before I die. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Um, it's just, and then before she entered the Thornwood, actually, at least you will take it in the shade, she considered. And really, is the wood much worse than a garden overgrown with pricklers? It is probably very dull inside and will do nothing more than bore me to tears. And she's scared at that moment. So she's trying to yeah. like, I think it's, I don't know. It was interesting. I thought she's got a lot of, I don't know, oomph. She's like, for a little girl, I think she's just like, an. I think people you know, don't ju- don't judge a book by its cover because yeah. she's a really strong little girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's um, yeah, and so I got there. That's the moral lessons I thought. Yeah. Of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Well, do we want to move on to the sure. next? Sure. Okay. So, who are our characters? What we got up here? Oh, we got. Oh, a lot. Of course, we have. Mm-hmm. We have a girl. Yes. Um, and we have the monster. I did you come up with a nickname for him? Because I did. Did you? Yeah, Wolf Baby. I don't know. That's what I kept on calling <laughs> wolf him. Wolf Baby? Well, because he starts off as yes. a wolf baby. And yes. I just, ever since I thought, oh, she had a wolf baby, like, it yeah. just stuck. So, And wolf- then we have, um, we have the sister, the beautiful sister. Yeah, so her, what's the name? Um, I can't remember. Oh, Kima. Kima. Yes. And then. And we have the monster's. More handsome brother who never got a name, just the prince. The prince, um, and then we have the sister's parents, yeah, and grandmother, grandmother's Mazil, Mazil, and then we have the prince's parents who are obviously the king and queen, and that's it. And the the king actually was like he started off the story, yeah, um. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. So we've got like we have the townspeople. We do the ensemble. Ensemble. So our hero, obviously, and protagonist of the story is Ayama. Mm-hmm. And then, like, however, like, um, our villain. It starts out thinking it's Wolf Baby, but it ends up being the king is the villain. Yes. So because of the whole judgy thing yeah um and then everybody and so and then the other thing that i thought was neat of an element so like they 
of the fairy tales was like the whole hero and villain. Yeah, we know that. But the friend aspect, I never realized that, that there's all like there's a friend which is considered someone that helps the hero. And she's I almost got a couple of them. Although I think Mazil helps the most. Yes, I think Mazil knew what she was doing. Yeah. Um, but her sister's one. The queen is one. I mean, they definitely yes. help. They help her. I mean, yeah, the queen was a, I think, a surprising one. I didn't, I didn't really expect the queen to yeah. uh, to be a helper. I didn't either. However, I think what, and I didn't catch this until another read. The queen. We have to remember it's not spoken that it's in the very beginning i don't know if a lot of people caught it but she grew up like i mean there's the story of the her husband falling in love with her and she was like she grew up poor as well so i think maybe it's relatable for her so she sees ayama yeah um yeah so those are characters and i mean it's a good it's a good cast (laughs) (laughs) love it yeah um so, okay. Do we think we want to move on from that? Or did you want to, did I ask you, did did I put this question? Does the, I can't remember. Does the vil, does the hero deserve the treatment they receive? Or no, I never told you that. Did no, you didn't ask me that. I, I, I randomly threw that in. We can do that next time. So <laughs> that'll be fine. I don't want to do something without you. Oh. No. Yeah. I mean, we can talk about whatever we want to. We can. Um, within our cast, I do think, I always think places are casts as well um and i think the thornwood itself is kind of maybe a character even so, yes i actually have that in my notes speaking of Ooh, thornwood look at that <laughs> i know i i've been doing research um so the thornwood we i or i would but i think most people would associate it with you would ravka <laughs> yes um but it's like the plant related to the making of the heart of the wood world. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense that it would be all over the world. And uh, it's, we were talking earlier, it's a Zimini uh, story, which I think is fantastic. Cause I don't think we hear enough from that side <laughs> from Novia Zim. We don't. Um, so now we're hearing about like the Thornwood in Novia Zim, which I thought was, was cool. Um, so, Oh, I don't know if we need. I don't. I sure. I'm just gonna go for it. Do it, girl. <laughs> I do it all the time. Come on, just read. I'm like, ah, I have a. You got I it. Have a whole train of thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole Thornwood thing is related to rituals that are merging beast and humans, right? Like it's right. the whole thing Ooh, is like. Look at. I see what you did there. See. I'm so proud of you. So- <laughs> I didn't even think of that. So. I'm going to make the crazy assumption mm-hmm. that the beast and possibly Ayama are both Grisha. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's where the Thornwood like comes into play here because we've got monsters and humans or monsters yep. and Grisha combining. Mm-hmm. And the beast maybe would be a better beast, yeah, cause yes. it's not, yeah beast because I uh huh. So mm-hmm. like the whole priest guard, yeah, Obispaya. Uh, so hello. So like like wow. Yes. I like that. And it makes sense too because I mean she um I'm I'm guessing that since you couldn't like the there's a part in the story that we read the beast can't like I mean shows Ayama that like just a regular blade will not cut its skin. Right. However, I do think that that's the reason that then the king gives Ayama the thorn. Because uh, that might see? be the only thing that could cut it. Oh, you're on my wavelength now. Girl, I got you. You got it. I know. And I th- I think that's... Look I, what we just did. I'm impressed because <laughs> I I think that's awesome. I love that connection. I did not see that. And I think that's really, really phenomenal. Especially because we connected the beginning to the end. Yes. <laughs> that's some good teamwork we got there. And I just... Did it. I'm proud of you. I think it's awesome. So, and I love that's reading about I, the Thornwood. That's how I read books, though. Yeah. Like, I never take a story at face value. Like, I'm constantly picking it apart in my brain. So, that's what happens when well, I read. Well, please keep doing it, because that's what we're doing on the show. We're picking it <laughs> apart. So, I need your help. And that's so neat. Um, And I've always loved the fact that the Thornwood is such a, a theme yeah. with the Grishaverse. However, like, it doesn't... Yeah. So... I think that's neat. Um, 
So now the story gets even deeper than it, you thought at first glance. Absolutely, because I was not a big fan of the story, to be honest, um, when I first read it. I, I thought it was, I liked it, but it didn't, I don't know. It just wasn't my favorite. Um, however, now, like... Yeah, I mean, the That's book really... is Language of Thorns, so, yeah. like, I think it's a great... An it's intro. It's a great addition and intro. Absolutely. Yeah. And it makes sense now. And no. I... So, the next element of a fairy tale is magic. However, there's, like, there is a little bit in here, but it's... You've got to be looking for it, I think, to be honest. Like, because um, it's not our normal like magic that we read read about right and also the whole grisha element of it mm -hmm. if we're going down that path with the thornwood and the grisha yep um when we talk about when they talk about the flower that doesn't wilt yes the, yep. a grisha could totally do that exactly yeah the thornwood itself is specific like the when she first walks into the thornwood like, I mean, actually, in the, like, that whole description is, like, I mean, it's just, like, there's all this stuff that seems magical because it's not the same. And the beast gives her a piece of the, like, I mean, so what is it again? It's that it's that tree from quince. that store. The quince. Yes, exactly. That quince is, like, so it, that is magical that he gives her to prove that she was there. Or not necessarily magical, maybe small sciencey. Yes, yeah, small sciencey. Yeah. You're right. It is but once I started you went down. thinking about it as Grisha, mm -hmm. then it all like it all kind of fell together. Where like they could totally do this. They could totally make the flower not wilt. Like that's absolutely in their power. Yeah. So yeah. That's so crazy. Because I remember starting this, I'm like, well, we can't talk about the different Grisha orders because we don't have that. <laughs> but yet here you are like, uh -huh. proving me wrong. Yeah. Yes, we can. So there, I think you're right. Yeah, we don't want to say, like, it's not magic. It's small science. However, there is a lot of that um, surprisingly in it. Um, it's just not right there in your face yes. as we normally are used to. So, but I know, like, I mean, hey, we'll keep doing it. We'll see what else magical is in this. Um, okay, so the other, another element, and there's only five, by, by the way, guys. So, obstacles and tasks. So, there's there always an obstacle. Yeah, there are. You have I, to, if there were no obstacles, the story, no story would be very boring. Absolutely. <laughs> It would be, our character went fishing. The end. The king definitely is the one that creates the obstacles, I think. The majority mm. of them. Yeah. Um, because he get like, he... Literally and figuratively. Like, yeah. the maze is a literal obstacle. Yep. And I love, I always love the word lab. I've never... Uh, yes. I've Have you ever been to, like, an actual, like, I mean, one that, like, the hedges... The hedge maze or something? Yes. I've never, and I've wanted to my entire life. I hit the mic again. It scared me. <laughs> I can't hear it in here, so you're oh. good. Okay. Um, I've always wanted to go to an actual hedge maze. Like, I would flip out. I've never been to one, ever. I yes. know, isn't that sad? I think it was, I think it was when I went to Germany was when I went in one. And then we all, then, I mean, have you done like a corn maze? No, I've never oh, done any of those. Like, I've okay. never actually been. Well, the, in the fall, there's corn mazes everywhere here. So you can go do that. Okay. It's the same thing. It's just corn. not green. <laughs> not green. Well, okay. It's just yellow. Or very light brown. Mm. Which, by the way, is Van one of Van, Gogh is Van Gogh's favorite color at one point. Huh. Yellow. Just letting uh, you know. I know. Sunflowers and yellow. Okay. That's what I learned. Okay. Um... <laughs> So, trivia. Trivia. Yeah, it is. Bring that mm -hmm. to your next, um, I don't know. Trivial Pursuit Night? Yeah, <laughs> sure. I am here for you. You are. So. Obstacles. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, obstacles. There were, there were lots of obstacles. Um, yeah, and. There were character, like, like internal obstacles. Yes. Did you find it interesting that, like, hit, 
the monster, not, not monster, the beasts told Ayama that, like, I mean, her obstacle to get out of the Thornwood alive was to tell him a story that made him any other emotion except for anger. Yeah. I thought that was just, I don't know, I was just kind of surprised. I actually expected it to change each time, but it didn't. Oh, like a something like, other than sadness, yeah. something other than loneliness, something other than... Yeah, but it, it didn't. And, I mean, I understand what he's doing. I mean, because every time he go, she goes back, she learns something more about how the king was horrible to his yeah. son. So, yeah, she starts piecing it together. She does. So, And I also mm-hmm. thought it was really interesting. Actually, you could go ahead and announce number five. I guess this kind of fits in. Yeah, the happily ever after. I thought it very interesting that... Um, when Ayama is talking to the prince and the king, she notes that they never ask me what I want. They never, like if they yeah. would just ask me, she's like, I want to sit down. I want a glass of water. I want this, these things. And they're offering her riches Specific and things. houses and like all this stuff. And she's like, I just want to sit down and have a drink, but nobody asked me. And that's kind of what draws her to this wonderful place with the beast is that she's like sitting down and enjoying herself and yeah uh she the beast is actually talking to her as her which she doesn't get in her everyday life and so i thought that theme was kind of fun and interesting absolutely i agree and i think it's just it's an interesting like i thought when she like Remember when she goes off, like, the first time, and then when she comes back, she expects that, like, she's thinking, like, all the stuff is going to be clean. Like, someone else else is going to have to do all my chores when I'm gone. Like, I just went and did this amazing thing for everybody. But yet she comes back, and what does she have to do? No one's done anything. Yeah, she has to assume her regular responsibilities. Hashtag mom life. Yes. Uh Ayama is (laughs) hashtag mom life. And she's still a kid. Yeah. Um, but yes, I, I thought it was, I thought it was an interesting theme there that she's like, she's the whole time thinking in her head, like Mm -hmm. nobody's, she actually, I think she says at one point that she is, um, she likes that the beast asks her questions and likes that the beast talks to her. Um, so I mean, you can, you can totally apply that to real life. Mm -hmm. You can. (laughs) 100%. So, our happily ever after, I think, yes, uh-huh. it is. Yeah. It, it definitely is. They are ruling together. And it's a cool... And everybody wants to be them now. Yeah, and it's really cool. It's not It's not the typical, like, everybody runs away from beasts and monsters. They are... So, what they've people have been scared of because you know everybody's scared of something different that's what the king doesn't like his son and wants him gone it's because it's something different they don't want to try to learn about it it's just and that's in normal life everybody is scared of something different however here it is absolutely like totally like they start off by showing that it's different however then it's like enraptured and like taken into this kingdom where they want now that's what they want. Like, I mean, I love the very last sentence where it describes like um, the king, like the people of the village now like dream of their their daughters being yeah. like you know like beasts and they they want their kids to have red eyes and, exactly yeah because like everybody like the enemies fear them. Mm-hmm. I thought it was neat. Yeah, I, and it ended. But they saw that the that the enemy of the whole story were the people that they looked up to mm-hmm. and this person or this thing that was feared was the savior in all of this. So yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's so neat. I loved, I, I thought it was neat that I didn't expect Ayama to be no. a beast at all. Cause that's, that's opposite of what usually happens. It's kind of like Shrek. Yes. <laughs> but typically with beauty and the beast stories, the beast becomes a beautiful prince. Yes. But if you think about it, that ruins the whole theme about judging a book by its cover. Yeah, because you're becoming what you're trying. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this actually makes way more sense. Yeah, because Ayama becomes what everybody fears. Mm-hmm. 
and it's just I thought it was really neat and I I just love it because I love how dark and twisted it is mm-hmm. and yeah so yeah. I think happily ever after absolutely yes yes absolutely mm-hmm. Ayama got it yep what happened to the king though did he run away he got put in the labyrinth that's right yeah which is perfect so yes. he's probably like, yeah because he that's right they say you can probably hear him crying uh, yes. now so oh well good you deserve it you put a child in there right so i mean huh. <laughs> right we're gonna call dcs on you wait yeah i think i got that acronym wrong but maybe not did i i love that you're thinking <laughs> who knows it is okay though <laughs> Child Protection Services. Yeah. CPS. C- I don't know. Hey, we're going to call someone. DCS, Department of Child Services. So I got it right. Woohoo! I did say it right. I think I, and the reason I thought I didn't is because I used to say something totally wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like when we had, when we're getting into the foster stuff. So I just remember I always mess that up. <laughs> Anyways. um, Welcome to our lives. Yeah. So happily ever after, yes. Yes. Um. Okay. So what do we, th- like, I mean... I thought this was a good story. Uh-huh. However, I'm going to say this. I like it more now at the end of the podcast than I did when I started. And that is because of you, girl. Because we you. talked through it. Yeah. Yeah. I really loved it. So oh, I can't wait to see what else is going to happen with this uh, book. Yes. Okay. So, okay. Well, that is the end of this story. So now it's that special time for... Mm-hmm. <laughs> and don't worry, we don't got none. No, nope, none. No news today. But that's okay because we're going to move on. <laughs> and what we're going to move on to is next week we will be doing the second story. And that is The Two Clever Fox. Yay. I know. I've so, actually read this one. Have you? Yeah, I read it before when we were talking about, I think it was in the back of one of the books. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, it's exciting. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. And listeners, if you guys have any, like, input or questions, send them our way. We'll yeah, be glad if you have to... any other tidbits that, like, you've picked out from these things, let us know. And we always are mentioning how there's things that you would know that we can't figure out, and we have internet right in front of us. <laughs> so answer that question and send it to us. So, yes. Yeah. Okay, well, it's been lovely. We'll see you all next week. Long live the Grishaverse. Like, we're at the end of the hour, so my voice is a little husky. It was. No mourners. No funerals. This has been GrishaCast. Connect with us on the web at GrishaCast.com. Send an email to info at GrishaCast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok at GrishaCast. And thank you to our wonderful, clever staff, Chris, Alex, Michelle, Sid, and Chloe.